Yeah, check. Are the drugs working? Check, check. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I hope there's no reverb this time. We're getting better yeah. with the sound. I think we're doing amazing, but. Yes, I think we are too. Um. So my voice. <laughs> I was going to say something and I forgot. Oh, no. Okay. Let's remember. <laughs> okay. We might be on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, allegedly, but <laughs> for entertainment purposes only. Um, <laughs> we're so giggly right now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, wait. I think we should take a second and like gather ourselves. This has to be in it though. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Carefit. <laughs> Mister, Mister. Okay. Okay. Can I explain my voice? Yeah. Okay. Well, like last time. Yes, but it's even more intense now, and I just want to like give some tea, you know. So I'm sick, you guys, and okay. you know maybe it's because I kissed a boy, or maybe two boys, or maybe three boys in the span <laughs> the of two saga days. Continues. And. Maybe I feel like it's a little bit of a homophobic attack <laughs> because the only straight person I kissed ended up not getting sick. <laughs> and that's annoying. <laughs> I feel really attacked. But anyway, you can blame them for my voice. Um, I think it sounds cool. I know, right? Yeah. I like, I sound like Aquafina. Um, oh, I love Aquafina. Yeah. I just sound, it's just, I'm a character right now. For the past, like, couple days, I've been a character with this voice. I've been using it. I feel more confident. I'm saying more jokes. I'm just, like, into it. But I like talking more than ever. If you can imagine coming from me, what Thank that would God look I like. Thank God I took a sativa because. <laughs> Your brain I, needs to be stimulated. And I am the stimulant. The perfect one, too. Yeah. We both peaked in line. We went to oh. Universal Studios this weekend. Yeah. And we took edibles. <laughs> Subject myself to that implication, but go off. <sighs> also, Heather, I swear she's like really biting me. Like really Heather, biting Heather, me. Heather, like Heather. it hurts. Like really bad. Like I only she's bit me this hard before. She's really chewing my skin. Like she's gr- uh, you know me, I'm a skinny like I have skin. Ow! No, Heather! No. I'm trying to fix this. Okay, so we <laughs> we put Heather in her little area <laughs> yeah she's guilty for biting me really hard she just like thinks i'm a chew toy sometimes yes she's still okay i don't know if this is normal mm-hmm. i because i i will admit i spoil her okay i <laughs> yes my sister you do rolling her she runs the household like seriously and it's just because she's so darn cute i can't i can't say no to her you know but obviously that's not the way to raise a dog um so it's kind of difficult to discipline her sometimes and she knows what she's doing and that's the worst part of all of it so sometimes she legitimately just wants attention and she acts out and no matter what we do she like we can play with her but then she plays rough she starts biting you yeah and it's just like bro you know so i need to train her better but for the time being she gets really buff and aggressive <laughs> she's like that baby from the incredibles <laughs> 
Like she just turns into that mo- little monster. Mind she, you, like, this is a tiny toy multi poo. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just like this three pound dog that you know you could just punch into the wall, <laughs> and and then game over. Like it's it's Aww. it's set. It's fine. But she like you can't because she she's... literally needs us to survive. Like she's too small. Like the cat that lives outside of my apartment wants to eat her. And so my life depends on or her life depends on me feeding her and then like making sure the cat doesn't eat her, making sure she doesn't go through some crack that I can't reach her in or eating something that like gets stuck in her freaking intestines. <laughs> one time I thought she ate my earphones. She ate one of your earplugs. Yeah, she ate one of my earplugs, so I assumed that she ate my earphone because the little plastic thingy that goes around it was missing, and I assumed she just ate it because she likes earwax. Yeah. Uh, so much for emotional support, but I love the her. Emotional, the emotion she is supporting is stress. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, like, I, I, I think it's enough to cuddle her and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, sometimes we cuddle her to calm her down, like... Yeah. All she wants is attention. Poor but then that, that implies that it's okay for her to for, right. to find that as a way to get attention from us. Because then she ends up just biting us. And we're barking at us. And especially when we're eating, she thinks she's entitled to my food. And she That's barks at me. So, and, you know, the eating part is really annoying because from the moment that we got her, I told <clears throat> my partner at the time, we're not giving them human food. Because of that exact reason. Like, I don't want my dog to beg our guests or people that come over, my friends. And yet, it wasn't consistent, you know? Like, I wasn't doing it, and then she would do it. So then she would finally say, okay, I, I'll stop. And that's when I would start giving her scraps. <laughs> and so, and because she was used to it, right? So she was, like, begging for food because she thought that was normal. And so then I would just give in, and it's just been horrible. Her favorite foods are people pizza fries (laughs) she likes yep she likes fries oh and she likes kettle corn and she likes she likes um a lot of berries like she likes raspberries blueberries yeah i don't think she likes blackberries like she never eats it when i give her some um but she eats the most random thing sometimes what was that one thing that was like i think it was ethnic food that i gave her what did i give her oh you gave her i know i gave her some red bell pepper and she liked that (laughs) But what was it? it was a meal? There was like a food food. Beer. She likes burritos. Yeah, I mean. She any, likes beans. Anything with like cheese <laughs> in it. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe we're just going over what Heather eats. <laughs> <laughs> She's like the center of our universe and you guys have no idea. Literally. Like, like we'll be out. <laughs> we went out to Hillcrest to celebrate Pride and, you know, we had a good time and everything, but we both kept thinking about Heather yeah <laughs> we're like should we just call it quits and go see heather and we're both like yep let's go yeah. we just like called the lift and <laughs> yeah we're like okay to heather like we were just like, like thinking about her yeah <laughs> like she must be worried sick she must be thinking about us we should go home all the while she's chilling yeah she has no concept of time room we were like i was worried about leaving her here during universal studios on saturday but thankfully my ex-partner was able to come check on her and make sure she had water, food, and the AC was working. Otherwise, I don't know. I couldn't have left her here alone. I, I like, mm-hmm. that is how crazy it drives me to leave her alone. Well, she's a literal baby. She's yeah. an actual, like, she's a living thing. Obviously, we're, we have right. to, like, chug on her like a baby. Because she gets into shit that she shouldn't, like a yeah. little five-year-old. So. Yeah. I have to, I'm constantly picking things up that I'm like, 
she's going to eat this. <laughs> she's going to uh-huh. swallow this. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's my angel, though. Love Except her. she's in the cage right now because she can't from the shut slammer. up. She's in the slammer right now, but, you know, it's all love. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that beginning was, but I loved it. And play the intro music. <laughs> Musica maestro. <laughs> ah. from the intro song mm-hmm. how are we feeling and by way i mean you because i was talking <clears throat> a lot okay i feel like the least consistently happy i've been in a long time um because i moved from costa mesa to san diego and i am not as close to my friends and like they're my community and i really need my community like i just i'll die if i don't have my friends like mm-hmm. i so my car broke down when i was in costa mesa so i don't have a way any means to like get go over there so I have to figure that out. So it just feels like I'm kind of just stuck. And I hate feeling stuck mm-hmm. in one place. Especially a place that doesn't feel like my home yet. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's new. Like, even small things like, where's the gas station? Where's the pharmacy? Like, you need mm-hmm. to, directions to get places. So yeah. It, it just feels all foreign. It feels so foreign and really, like, a mind fuck to, like, live in one place for 21 years of your life and then just out of the blue pick up everything and just move somewhere else that feels nothing like your hometown like yeah it's just so different and uh, yeah i don't know i have to but i it's good for me to remind myself of like healthy coping mechanisms like today um my coping healthy coping mechanism is taking 15 grams of an edible because i was just thinking too much about where what's yeah. gonna happen next and whatever mm-hmm. And also watch all of Harry Potter. That's seriously, like, I just need escapism. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't handle this this universe sometimes, being yeah. on this earth. Yeah. I just want to be a celestial being. I just want to be a ball of light floating around. I've joked before that every day I wake up tired and I'm ready to <laughs> leave, dog. I'm done. Thank you very much. No, I'm kidding. I feel, I'm just getting started in this life and it just feels like, well, like I'm just getting started. So that keeps me here and keeps me grateful. But yeah, it's like overwhelming at times. You know, support system is like one of our basic needs. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if, if Maslow's hierarchy of needs lists it as one of the basic needs, but working at PATH, work, working with people experiencing homelessness, that was like the number one reason why people, and mm-hmm. you would think it'd be a job mm-hmm. or their health. Those come close seconds, you know, or like um, medical bills. That was my guess. Mm-hmm. Those... Those are pretty high up there, but the one that I saw that affected the people the most was not having anybody there for them, you know? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, all the physical stuff, the doctors will give you medication for that, you know? But mental health, it's not even talked about enough, not even in the medical field itself, you know? So people are overlooked, and they overlook all the mental health issues that they're having because 
they have no one to like talk to or even just like having someone to go out to coffee with you know Mm-hmm. just to catch up it doesn't even have to be like money or anything like that just to kind of talk things out that are going on and to vent and to right. not feel so alone right and um you feel more empowered to do things for yourself when you don't feel so alone yeah yeah you feel like because we are wired to live as a community and to feed off of each other's energy you know so if you're starved of that it's you're like drying up from the inside out and what that means is like you start to forget you start to forget your purpose and like what you really bring to the table yeah because there's no one to bounce it off of loneliness is horrible and so that's where that huge deep depression comes in that's Mm -hmm. where really bad addiction comes in because people don't want to experience that you know i if i had to feel that way every day like who am i to judge people who take heroin to just like not be here not on this realm you know to just Mm -hmm. be in nirvana like i don't blame them it's really, really never, hard. Never. They're doing their very best and they're doing the only way they know how to survive. And that's that's why, like, I support you. Do whatever you need. Yeah. And by that, I mean, I'm just not going to... Why would I ever judge you? That's not my place. Mm-hmm. I'm here to support you as a human being who understands how hard this life can get. And I don't know your experience, so I'm not going to tell you how to deal with it. So, so yeah, that's a really good all that to say like i want you to feel and remember that this is normal you know and it's temporary yeah that's why i got a tattoo uh i got tattooed nothing is permanent on my foot and honestly it has been reminding me a lot (laughs) of the fact that you know whatever bad times you go through are never nothing's ever gonna really stay the same and the good times like don't take things for granted and so i had this tattoo on my foot when i was like having the time of my life traveling you know and then now that i'm like a little bit at a slower slump genius things (laughs) yeah thank you and things change from one day to another like nothing all the time so i just have to wait it out i know i just have to wait it out thankfully you know we have each other at the end of the day yep and i will do whatever it takes to help you see your friends oh thank you and i I already told you to invite your friends for fourth of july yeah like i know it's the colonizer holiday or whatever but (laughs) it to me it like symbolizes a holiday that you go to the beach to and watch fireworks yeah like and spend time with the people you love and that really does mean a lot to me and so i want you to invite your friends thanks it means a lot because what would be worse is it i felt more lonely and that and that of like someone not understanding and hearing what i feel and like like i have no i wouldn't have any means of visiting them if you hadn't helped me or let me know that i can use your car sometimes or whatever you know so it makes me feel a lot better and it's just like it's good for me at this point in my life i kind of like a challenge i'm like work like i have to find healthy coping mechanisms that's fine Mm -hmm. even if i feel shitty though like it's fine if i feel shitty for a day like every emotion is necessary um it doesn't feel good but that's fine like i know i'm not always gonna feel good and if this is like the worst that my life can get when i have all my basic needs met it's like that's where gratitude really comes into play where i'm like like this morning i was eating my favorite breakfast watching rupaul's drag race España, <laughs> and i was like what do i really have to complain about like if anything that felt like a sign from my angels that like see we're giving you this like you're good Aww. and it's true like i am good i have you i have this i have a place to stay I don't have to be in an abusive household anymore. You know, like that is something I can be grateful for that I have the opportunity. And so it's just, yeah, I'm counting my blessings 
and I'm just a crazy optimist at the end of the day, mm-hmm. and I always will be, so things will get better. Yes, they will. Yeah, but but not gonna lie, I did tell my sister I was feeling depressed. Mm-hmm. Like, I have depressive feelings yeah. and thoughts, you know, and so, um, but the difference is, like, I'm getting myself out of it because I don't feel hopeless, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, usually that's a big role in my depression is the feeling of hopelessness. But, like, no, I know at this point, like, there's always a solution and I just have to ask for it and give it time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, you guys. And you're living with a case manager. Right. My sister knows fucking how to file shit. Like, that's not so weird, you but my sister knows how to. Yeah, you need she a phone knows. Number? Who do you need to talk to? She's so comfortable over the phone, looking things up. Everything, especially like making appointments or whatever. It It's so overwhelming, you know, and confusing. Yeah. <laughs> and then when you already have anxiety and then you're already having more added stress because you're trying to figure this problem out. And then on top of that, you have to like find the number, figure out what you're going to say to them. Make sure that what you're going to say to them is concise but brief. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise they start getting annoyed, you know. It's like all these skills that people don't think about that kids don't even get taught in school. Like those types of It's just expected of us all the time. Yeah, like, oh, they learn that at home, you know. We're here to learn about this white man that colonized this (laughs) Native American town. Like, And I understand there's a place for that. But I think you need to have, you know, those skills as something that everybody is taught equally across the board because not everybody has the luxury of having parents who are teaching them how to do things for themselves you know and that's exactly what the system wants you know to keep i mean that's how they keep the gap so wide you know by making sure that everyone else is uneducated uninformed un unempowered yeah i'm getting kind of heated (laughs) no yeah especially for first gen children a lot of times we're the ones teaching our parents how to do things or we're the ones making them appointments which we're lucky that my mom was a little bit more assimilated and had to do a lot of those things and she knew english when she got here so she learned a lot of those things earlier she's learned she by caught now on quicker yeah she caught on quicker yeah. yeah and so we had that luxury but a lot of people don't have that luxury and it's it's overwhelming when especially when you come from a traumatic household that like is abusive and then your parents telling you to make them this appointment they're yelling at you and then you're nervous because you hate talking to people on the phone it's just very overwhelming and so i feel that's also one of the things i count my blessings for is like my sister is teaching me she's a case manager she does this for strangers she can do this for me and teach me how and that's the thing is like i want to learn how she's not doing it for me but like she's teaching me exactly what to ask how to not sound sorry about calling and shit you know and that's just like empowerment you know which mm-hmm. we all need a little bit more empowerment. I'm in a time in my life where a lot of people are learning these skills and it is overwhelming to have to like um, take over all of your own needs and bills and all that. And it's crazy because we're like learning about our own egos. Like we're in this like phase where how we all have an ego and stuff. Even if you if you're not seen as an egotistical person. And I'm just, like, wrapping my head around that and, like, seeing, like, where what behaviors come from that. But then when you're an adult, it's, like, you're forced to deal with other people's egos, you know? And so on top of, like, all the logistical things of calling and asking the right questions, it's, like, you don't even know what kind of person you're gonna bump into. <laughs> like, are they having a good day? Are they having a bad day? Are they gonna trigger me more? Like, or are they gonna be nice and patient? You know? Yeah. And then that's a whole, like, traumatic experience 
if it, if I feel that way, being a case manager, I can't even imagine like some of my members who like are veterans and have seen like people get killed. Like they have actual like I mean every trauma is valid, you know. But mm-hmm. I mean some people have been at the brink of death, you know, or like been sexually assaulted or something like that. And then on top of that, they're forced to deal with all these like different energies and egos and no one's taking into account that what they just went through you know yeah and so it's really hard out there yeah there's so many unhealed children out there um and we look at them as adults but they're definitely not on the inside and they just take it out on like in 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 ways that they were taught as children so then everyone's like just being triggered and shit Mm -hmm. and it's annoying but that's why we have to be responsible for our own feelings and remind ourselves how much it's not personal and that you are safe. You just have to be able to set boundaries as an adult and remind people that they can't talk to you a certain way or whatever. Easier said than done, but that's yeah. the right path to go on. And yeah, fight your ego because your ego is just driven by fear and you should have more compassion for yourself and others. By reminding yourself that when you are angry, it's not personal to them. Just how it's not personal to you when they're angry. And to have compassion for yourself. That's the um, antidote to to fear and ego. Okay, I want to talk about more fun stuff. Yeah, let's... Uh... We started off really like... <laughs> Actually, we started off talking about Heather. And then we dove real deep. And now... But before that, we were cracking up and being <laughs> dumb. So now we got really serious. So going back... Well... Remember how funny we were being in Universal Studios? Yeah. We were literally doing improv for everybody in line, free of mm-hmm. charge. Yeah, no one was listening, but <laughs> we were definitely doing improv. We're so funny. We're just so funny. Just so many jokes. And we acted out like... Do I, we? Like, I realized oh. I was super high during the Transformers <laughs> ride. No, yeah, that's fun. Let's talk about Universal being high Universal. <laughs> I was really, really, really high. I peaked inside of the line so I, we weren't even in the ride yet yeah and but but it's really cool because they put like a bunch of like buttons and like switches and because mm-hmm. it's supposed to look like the inside of like a what like a military place military base what yeah <laughs> i don't know i'm man. a gay i don't know yeah too straight <laughs> So they have a bunch of buttons that you can push and like it's supposed to look like really real but we just kept pushing the buttons and saying different dumb things like what remind me because i was i was also on i know we were both and that's why i realized we do this because i was so high i was analyzing it as it was happening but you like push the button you're like okay send them up (laughs) when i pushed and i was like no way (laughs) i pushed it and I was like, Edna Mod. <laughs> yeah, and we just looked at each other. Like, every time we do shit like this, we just look at each other and we're like, holy crap, we're hilarious. Yeah. And then we just, like, feel like gods. We need a camera crew just following us around. Yeah, like, I need to get paid for this. That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> All we did was push buttons <laughs> and say dumb things. But still, that was real entertainment. To- <laughs> SNL. <laughs> yeah, that SNL song playing. That's how I felt. That's what I pictured. <laughs> oh my god, I need to pull that song up. <laughs> I just...
Because <laughs> we are that funny. Look, my delusion is my delusion. Okay? If you're not having a good time, that's okay. Yeah. You, know? you have but to create your own world, dude. <laughs> we were so high at Hogwarts. Yeah, I literally felt like we were at Hogwarts. Yeah, I, mean, I, I was... peeked inside. Inside of Hogwarts. Inside, yes. Inside of the so, school, yeah. Yeah, inside of the school. And yes, we peeked multiple times. Yeah. We were in the Hogwarts castle and it was like, I, I was making myself believe that I was there. Me too. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was yeah. like, just, just imagine it. And it was awesome. We went into that room with all the moving paintings. Mm-hmm. That one felt the most real to me. That's so cool. Because that one was like the most easy to do. Um... To make it look really real. But that ride is scary. Oh my god. It is so evil in there. Like I need to like bring my crystals and like pray to God. Honestly. It's like, like so evil. Like there's such evil like energy that's like supposed to be following you. Yeah. And they really throw it at you. They. In your they face. They not pull any stops on reminding you that the Dementors are going to suck your soul out. Yeah. And I kept remembering it that there was only one. You know? Yeah, there, like, there I, was. On there the train. Was, there was so many. No, yeah. I mean on the ride. Oh, me. Yeah. <laughs> so no, yeah. On the ride, I remembered, okay, yeah, the spider comes out. Rest in peace. And um, <laughs> Aragog. I love that scene. What's his name? Aragog. Aragog. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Your body will decay. <laughs> If you watch the spirit lingers on. <laughs> this is the fifth one. Nope, the sixth one. Sixth one. This is the sixth one. Oh my gosh, we watched the sixth Harry Potter, the best movie out of all of them. It's our favorite. And we forgot it uh, what it was really about. It was the half blood prince and like I feel like we always forget about that one. Like what's really in it? But yeah. it was so funny and just so like it made me analyze a lot like you learn a lot and it just like it's just you're so i'm so stimulated the whole time it was so good i love i love harry potter we're both ravenclaws um i mean all of you right i'm like luna lovegood on crack (laughs) you know like she talks a little bit faster i would say that yeah (laughs) so it's just like such a cool world to just feel like you're immersed and yeah i'm a pisces moon so i need to escape this reality um like like my life depends on it so also people who don't like harry potter i've been there and that was because i didn't understand it so you know it just takes real focus Quick I actually... disclaimer we have canceled jk rowling from being the author of harry potter we we just don't support that person for obvious reasons yeah um, but we're trying to keep it fun but we'll i will talk about that in a future episode what were you saying <laughs> I need escapism. It was perfect timing. Like, we watched all the movies. It's so brilliant. It's just so smart. And so camp. So funny. I do want to mention that my sister is obsessed with Ron Weasley now. Oh my god. Yes, I'm obsessed with Rupert Grant, who plays him. He is the hottest person I've ever met. Like, seriously, I haven't had a crush on anyone for a long time. No one makes me feel anything anymore. Literally, I'm not attracted to anyone. But I'm so fucking attracted to Rupert Grant like it's insane and I'm glad I finally have a crush again not that I needed one it was kind of cool not to have one but like also I was starting to get worried I was like am I never gonna feel anything for men again yeah that is a scary thought I mean not for men just for another partner eh, I just thought am I never gonna feel again <laughs> yeah like am I never gonna feel anything for anyone else other than me I see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. which is a good problem to have in my opinion yeah I like it <laughs> 
Well, the opposite would be worse. Exactly. Better than the latter. You can get. Yeah, and to like rely on male validation. So rather not. I'm gonna live in my god complex fantasy as I should. Okay, so we're gonna start this little segment here called "Who do you want in your smoke circle?" And I'm gonna (laughs) let my sister go first. I want to hear. I guess we should say like why three people that you would want in it. Let's say like five. But we're trying to do a short little segment here. No, this has to be in depth. This is serious. That's a huge smoke circle. But I okay. don't care. Okay. It could okay. be a hundred people. You're right. There could be ninety-nine people in the room. And <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. The whole point is like, who would you want to smoke with? You either do or you don't want to smoke with someone. Okay. But um, alive or dead. Either. That's why I'm yes. saying so. Yes. Either. Yeah. So number one would be Snoop Dogg, and that's that should be obvious. I'm from California. Hey. He's like the coolest motherfucker ever. He's so funny. He's Snoop such. Doggy. <coughs> I love that my cough was in there. And, and he would roll hella blunts and he would have just the highest tolerance that the circle would just keep going. And we need that, that like animal, animal, like we, keep going. Yeah, like, you we know, need that energy. yeah, we need that energy. So uh, we need someone to show us how it's done. So that's yeah. my number one. Now you go. <laughs> my number one. Oh, we're ranking them? Um, or it doesn't matter? Like, it's not in any specific order, but that's my first person that comes. Like, I have to. So, yes, I've thought about this in depth. And I think, well, not multiple people. There's just, like, a few that I imagine in my head. But the first one would be RuPaul. I know he's sober. Um, and he has been for a long time. But... He just seems like such a very, he just seems like such a nice, intelligent, deep person. And I would love to like sit with him and and talk to him. Hell yeah. He's so inspirational. He was born in San Diego. He like, he built himself from the ground up and he just really knows himself and loves himself and has this like confidence, you know? He could tell you a lot. Yeah, he would teach me a lot, I mm-hmm. know, for a fact. Okay, your turn. Um, Number two is Seth Rogen. Oh, my God. And uh, he's so hot. He's number one, really sexy. Oh. I would definitely try to kiss him. If I'm going to be high oh and God. near Seth Rogen, I'm going to try to kiss him. And he's going to get very mad at me. And so is his <laughs> wife. But that's not really my problem. <laughs> they should know how I get. And... That's their problem to deal with. And so if it ruins a marriage and he ends up marrying me, everything happens for a reason. Everything in divine timing. All consensual, of course. Of course. Of course. I just like would really like stare at him though. Like, like he knows what's about, like what I want to do. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I want to kiss you. Like, yes, he is so smart and funny and hot. Creative, talented. Oh my gosh. And I love his sense of style. Yes. So, yeah, really talented. Yeah. He's getting hotter and hotter the more he ages. It's, it's, he really is. It's insane. It's insane. It's, it's really insane. Um, Okay. Word, word. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? Someone who would be super fucking fun to smoke with is Amy Poehler. Because she's hilarious obviously and i really need like a higher energy than me yes because i'm really low energy but mixed with the right you know with the yeah. right mix you I can get... bounce off her right right and i love i love laughing when i'm high you know like I oh love yeah free content 
and and stuff like that maybe even sad but i prefer to laugh or watch something funny or make jokes with you like that's what i like to do when i'm high so i feel like that's 99 percent of the population <laughs> i'm unique okay <laughs> i <laughs> No, I don't think anyone likes to laugh when they're high. No, like, no one. I think I think we should start a trend, honestly. Yeah, people anyway. should try it. <laughs> so stupid, Have you all tried laughing but... when you're high? <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when you smoke before you record. You like, get good content, baby. About? You yeah, get great content. content. This is free. Free of charge. Don't forget. That's how I felt about Amy Poehler. Like, holy crap. Like, holy shit. Like, you get to... <laughs> <laughs> holy crap. I was like, we're bringing the crips into this? Damn. You really took that Snoop Dogg thing seriously. No. Shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was say, holy crap. <laughs> would would you be able to tap into her subconscious and get free content? And that's awesome. Number three. Oh my god, I can't believe I'm I haven't said someone who's dead yet. <sighs> okay, you know what? I'm gonna say someone who's dead. And then I'm I know who my last two are. Um, Brittany Murphy. She oh. is just so funny. So sweet, so bubbly, so charming. I would fall in love with her over and over and over again, just watching her talk or just do nothing. She's just so fucking charming as a human being. And like, I would want to learn from her. And she's just so authentic. And like, I just want to sit there and be in awe of her. Mm. Yeah, she's beautiful. She's such a beautiful person. I think she's a Scorpio. Really? Yeah, which I thought she was a Gemini. Like, I felt like she's a Gemini energy, but yeah. Maybe ascending? Yeah, maybe. Wow. I think my third one would be Tyler, the creator. I mean, obviously his new album is out and I'm obsessed with it, but like, I just like have been obsessed with him for years and I really like get crazy when I start talking about him. Like I can't stop talking about him. (laughs) (laughs) It's really annoying. (laughs) I love it. I love it. You, you decode everything for me because I don't understand that man, but you understand (laughs) him and that's beautiful. So he's a Pisces. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Wow. Crazy motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> really, really, really talented, really smart, really funny. Again, going back to laughing. Um <laughs> my favorite thing. Yeah. He would really fucking turn he that would shit roast out. Me, though. Remember yeah, you said he would. that and I completely agree. Yeah, because he said that you were gonna cry in front of him if you met him, <laughs> and I said, Well, he's gonna roast you, but go ahead, like it's an honor. But please go off. Yeah, but please go off, King. <laughs> Yeah, he would. He would 100%. It would be an honor. It would, yeah, I think I would take it as an honor. Yeah. He was, like, answering Hopefully. calls from his fans and stuff. Like, he that's does cool. for his fans. I think that's yeah. cool. Anyways, that's my third, and I would love to smoke with him. Tyler, if you're listening, call me. <laughs> <laughs> um, Number four for me would be Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, my God. That's he's a Sagittarius. He's one crazy motherfucker. He's seen some shit. He's the star of the nineties and the two thousands and the two thousand tens and of this pussy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but he's really like damn, like I hate that like, you know, he is the biggest example for the male cougar. Like <laughs> You know, how no one blinks an eye at Leonardo DiCaprio being around 21-year-olds. But the second, like, a female does it, like, she's a creep or whatever. I don't know. But, you know, I don't know how I feel about him dating such young women. I don't know how I feel about that in general. It kind of makes me feel like, from my experience and from what I've seen, 
kind of feels like a big power imbalance. 1000%. But to focus on the positive, he's brilliant. He's such a free spirit. He hasn't been tied down yet, which I think just says something like to be that old. And so I just want to hear from him. Like he's just such a unique person and he's also really fucking sexy. So a lot of eye candy in my circle. (laughs) My fourth person is Jonah Hill. That's my fifth person. Oh my God. You just took him from under me. I'm just kidding. Well, we'll schedule different times. (laughs) Okay, so um, yeah, I want Jonah Hill to be in my circle. And I love Leonardo DiCaprio and Jonah Hill's friendship. They're so cute together. And I really love them on Wolf of Wall Street, obviously. Mm -hmm. And he's just hilarious. He's just hilarious. He is one of the sweetest, most down to earth, I can just tell, people ever. And he's so creative and um, so quiet as a person. So I want to see what's under there because he's obviously really fucking hilarious. Like his Instagram I've been seeing lately. He's just so funny and um, still the same guy. But I think he's matured so much and um, is more himself than ever. And that's just something to admire. And I would love to like fucking just meet him. And also my sister knows this. If I don't, I I, I tend to get over people really quickly now. But if I'm not crushing on Rupert Grant, I'm crushing on Jonah Hill. Like there's no one else I want to date other than Jonah Hill. Like I get fixed, Mm -hmm. fixated on it. And so, (laughs) so I'm going to say that's someone different because you said him. Okay. Yeah. Is that all you want to say about him? Um... I think you pointed out, like, the better things about him. Really? Just him being funny. Like, obviously, he's really mm-hmm. deep and thoughtful and talented and yeah. passionate about what he does. And I feel like he's pretty humble. Mm-hmm. He gives off that vibe to me. I don't know him. Yeah. You know? Down but to earth. Down mm-hmm. to earth, yeah. And he's hot. He's so sexy to me. Him. Oh, Seth Rogen. Did you oh. watch Maniac? It's a show with Jonah Hill and Emma Stone. Oh, I watched like the first two episodes, but I didn't finish it. And I think it was because I think that's when I started smoking Mm. and it was just too much for me. So at that point I needed like quick laughs and like shit, you know, so I wasn't focusing. But if it's really good, I'll watch it. I kind of want to rewatch it. So maybe it's something we can watch. I'm so down. I want to stare at his face. He plays someone who has schizophrenia and he does such a good job of interpreting or like it's it's like not easy to make it look real and not make it look like a caricature you know mm-hmm. and um i used to work at a psych hospital so like i've seen what people go through and just like their behavior and the feelings that they have because of their diagnosis and he really really did a good job and that whole show is just a mind fuck i really really recommend it anyways i i really want to see it now I mean, he, he would do it with so much respect and that's beautiful because mental health needs to be taken seriously. Like, mm-hmm. all levels. Even the ones that make you uncomfortable and scared. Like, you know, we have to talk about them. And so I love that he... I feel like he did take the time to really understand what it realistically is. Mm-hmm. And that's wonderful. Yeah. Okay, so my fifth person is none other than the Matthew McConaughey, <gasps> baby. That's a great one! Yeah, that's yeah. the craziest motherfucker on the team dead ass no cap he's so hot he is brilliant after reading his book it just reiterates how fucking smart of a man he is he just thinks 
so out of the box Mm -hmm. and so differently. It's so intriguing, so charming. Mm -hmm. And it really, he really just makes you think no matter what he's doing. And you can just tell he's been through shit. And that's what I want to hear about. He wrote only like a little bit in his book, but he's been through shit. I can tell. And he's also so fucking hot. And he's also a part of our favorite movie ever, which is Wolf of Wall Street. Like he made us laugh like no other. And he was there for five minutes. So he would probably make me crack up, like die laughing as well. And can you just imagine like Matthew McConaughey and Snoop Dogg talking right in front of you while you're high and also Seth Rogen and Brittany Murphy and Leonardo DiCaprio. Like that'd be some weird ass group. And then I'm just sitting there like vibing. (laughs) It'd be crazy to see like, like Leonardo talk to Snoop Dogg. I want to see that. That is like the best part of it all, right? Like having that mix of people. I want to choose an author and I think, like, my first instinct is to say Sylvia Plath because I love the book that she wrote, The Bell Jar. And I think she really described what it feels like to be depressed and to be suicidal and how subtle it actually is in your everyday life. And I just would love to talk to her about, you know, what she thinks about life because that was kind of autobiographical. Like, it wasn't based on her life, but there was a lot of similarities in the story with her life. Yeah. Yeah. But then I would love it if it was Maya Angelou instead because, you know, she, as a person of color, I just can't even imagine. Like, she would be, like, a huge fountain of knowledge. Yeah, she was my honorable mention that I was gonna... When we were gonna talk about honorable mentions. Yeah. I didn't even know we had honorable mentions. Well, I was gonna bring it up. (laughs) I was gonna say any of our honorable mentions and I'll say Maya Angelou. I'll choose someone else because, you know, I'm having trouble choosing because then I also would have loved to meet J.D. Salinger who wrote The Catcher in the Rye. That's a good one. Yeah, that book is really, really good. And again, it has to do with mental health. I know. I, can you see a pattern? <laughs> I really love books like that, that are able to capture the inner workings of like your mind, especially when it's not healthy, because that's hard to even describe. So it, it's it so hard really to put into writer. words. Yeah. It's so incredibly so really hard to like describe everything through the lens of someone who's having a mental breakdown you know yeah and that book means so much to me i've read it purposely at different chapters of my life like i read it in high school because i had to but i fell in love with it and i read it when i was in college and i learned something different and then i read it again when i was working at the mental health hospital because it just seemed very fitting and yeah i learned i saw a whole other perspective you know yeah to process it yeah everything that you were learning and witnessing and that's beautiful that you went to a book like that I don't think I ever understood it I read it in too early of an age in high school but I'm so down to read it because I'm always down for like food for thought yeah I have to buy another copy because I actually gave mine away to a patient who asked me about it and I and I told him oh yeah because I sometimes we just had to guard the hallway you know and so sometimes I, if it was like nighttime I would just bring a book and he asked about it and I was like you've never read it like I was kind of shocked and so then I just gave it to him so that's really ever beautiful since I haven't I haven't had a copy but otherwise I would I probably would have read it already by now yeah but I'll buy it and then you can borrow it that'd like, be cool I highly recommend it and I like I would just want to talk to him about writing 
thing, you know? Because the story speaks for itself, but the skill, like, where do you get, like, the inspiration for something like that? Mm -hmm. Like, I really, really admire writers, and I just wish, like, sometimes I write, but it really has to be when I'm feeling it, you know? Otherwise, I just don't, I'm, I'm not compassionate to myself. I honestly feel like all writers honestly feel that same way but it'd be interesting to know how he deals with it or you never know maybe he doesn't experience that Mm -hmm. but i get what you mean like he just has such an interesting perspective and style that it would be you want to pick that brain you know yeah Yeah. you want to pick at it yeah what's in there Hmm? (laughs) (laughs) that's really good we literally had similar ones and we we said really good ones that was good and that was on the fly we didn't think about it, so that's cool. Yeah. Um, my honorable mentions are Brene Brown, um, oh. Dak Shepard. Oh, my God. He should break his sobriety for me, absolutely. Oh. Um, Wendy Williams. <laughs> um, <laughs> Trisha Paytas. <laughs> yes. I would love for them to be in my smoke circle, but I would also like Ethan to be in my smoke circle. I know that's Ooh, a conflict of that's interest. Co- yeah, definite um, conflict of interest. But they're both my honorable mentions. That's wonderful. And then Shredder is another honorable mention. <gasps> oh, baby Shredder. Yeah. Shout out. For real. We should tag him on Instagram. Oh my god, Rupert Grant. Honorable oh. mention. Oh my gosh. Daniel baby, come here. He's hilarious. Oh, Daniel Radcliffe, so hilarious. I swear, you guys, all I can think about is Rupert Grant right now. I have to go. I have to leave. I'm not even joking. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for being here. Girl, we are going. We're just going and going. Like, I think in the don't know episode, what that means. we kept saying thank you. I'm like, thank you. I'm like, and I'm pretty sure everyone's like, we get it. We get no, it. No, I don't think you can ever say thank you enough in my IMO. IMO, you know? Okay. Okay. <laughs> but I, I get what you're saying. Maybe I did cut out a thank you or two, okay? Maybe right. I did. Right. when i was editing okay so i get what you're saying i get what you're saying but literally like we're only we might sound low energy because we're fucking high but literally thank you so much for listening we hope you felt like you were just chilling with us we're getting out of like some weird energy y'all and that's okay We're, we're fine we're fine we're fine yeah so carry on with your bad selves love you please have a good week love you guys can't wait to see you next week bye bye